to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we have with us an incredible guest. In fact, this guest is so incredible that he's a host, and I was on his show, and now I'm going to get him back. Ash Patel, how you doing, Ash? How you doing? Dan, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me here. Hey, it's my absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you taking the time and interest in me to have you on the Joe Fairless Show and have you uh, hosting me, and now I'm going to return the favor, so I hope you're ready. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so who is Ash Patel? Uh, interesting question. You know, I, I started out my career in IT, and um, I knew that wasn't my calling. I always had a side hustle, and it wasn't until my 12th year in that industry that I figured out real estate. I always heard that real estate's a great way to write off taxes. My wife <laughs> and I were both high earners. And uh, I didn't know anything about real estate, investing, depreciation, taxes. And uh, I went out to find my first property. And I ended up buying a mixed-use building in a college town. It was a grocery store with apartments above it. Uh, in hindsight, it wasn't a great investment because it needed so much work. But I was determined to turn this building around, prove that I could do this, and got in there, just uh, learned as I was on the job. Uh, got the building fully leased out. And what drew me towards commercial real estate, Dan, was I remember I was unclogging a toilet one day for a tenant and I look out the window on the roof of the store and there's an HVAC company replacing all their rooftop units. And I'm panicking. I'm thinking, Who, who's going to pay for this? I don't even know about this. I go downstairs to the store and I ask them, hey, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, our AC went out. So we're just replacing the whole thing. And I'm like, am I paying for that? <laughs> They're like, no, it's in our lease. I'm like, oh, awesome. And then as I'm leaving, they're like, hey, do you mind if we remodel the bathroom? And I'm like, no, yeah, have at it. And literally that was that pivotal moment where I'm like, wait a minute, commercial real estate, your tenants improve your property. And in residential, they kind of destroy it. So from then on, I became a full-time commercial real estate investor. Love it. That's an incredible story. I love that you had that pivotal moment where you said, okay, I've got to hide side hustle, right? I'm, I'm, I'm having real estate. That's like a side hustle. It's a great way to, to save on taxes, which is totally true. Um, and by the way, it's not like you're bending rules or breaking rules. You're following the IRS tax code, right? The book was written for people like you and I. So you're go ahead in that point and you're investing in mixed use buildings. You're, you know, maybe groceries, some apartments. You say, ah, this might be a bad investment. There's so much work I have to take care of. Um, but I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the building. I'm uh, leasing the building. And then all of a sudden, that aha moment comes, right, where you see the contractor there, and he's replacing the RTUs, the rooftop units. And then he comes into you, and you're panicking because you're used to residential, right, kind of like I was years ago. You're used to this situation where it's like there's not only the gross income, but there's all these expenses and unknowns, and they might drain you. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow. Instead of having a tenant that's going to potentially destroy or devalue the building, I can have a tenant that will actually improve the building and will take care of things and make it much more passive. And at that point, you know, I just I love that because I went through a similar situation. It's so cool to hear another CRE professional like you who had such an experience. Tell us a little bit more, Ash. What was that moment like, and what did you do moving forward that really changed the game for you? I went home and told my wife what just happened and literally started looking for more commercial deals and was pretty much done with residential. And had that not happened, 
I would have gone the traditional route of just buying houses and duplexes and the typical thing, never have been being exposed to commercial real estate. So literally just started grinding, looking for the next deal. Uh, the next deal that I bought was a 15,000 square foot retail slash warehouse building. I had no business buying that. I mean, I knew nothing about this stuff, but I figured, you know, the first one I hit a home run, let's yeah. try it again. And my banker later on told me they use this as a case study because they gave <laughs> me just enough rope to hang myself. And they were shocked within six months, I signed a tenant to a five year lease. But at that point, you know, my back was against the wall. I just bought a half million dollar vacant building and I had to find a tenant. So I printed out flyers. I pounded the pavement, walked up and down the street, literally just picked up the phone and just grinded until I found a tenant and, uh, you know, five year lease, great cash flow. And then I kept doing it again and again and again. And, um, you know, probably the seventh or eighth one, I had such an inflated ego and people around me were like, man, everything you touch turns to gold. And I started believing that. Right. Yeah. So there was an auction in a small town. It's a river town along the Ohio river back in its heyday in the seventies. It was a hop in place, uh, almost like uh, a lot of speakeasy type bars and gangsters and, you know, people go out to dinner dressed really well. But over the years, that town's just been ravaged with job losses and unemployment, drugs, you name it. And it, it's basically decimated. So there was an estate auction where there was a ton of buildings for sale. And I literally bought buildings, some that were half torn down. Because again, everything I touched turned to gold, right? Yeah. Bought a bunch of vacant buildings, uh, a couple of single families that had deadbeat tenants in them. And that was another pivotal moment where I realized not everything I touched turns to gold. And <laughs> uh, I ended up working very, very hard to offload a lot of those assets. Some of them I still hold, uh, but a, a great lesson to learn and that you've got to be very particular in what you're buying and what your strategy is to turn things around. You know, historically, just buying buildings, getting leased out, awesome, that was easy. But I didn't care about demographics, I just cared about the building. I saw a beautiful three, four story building, I was going to breathe new life in it, and that didn't happen. Sure, and you know, it's very fascinating about the auction story. Uh, you know, very similar background here. Most of my auction experience, at least in my formative years as a real estate investor, were in the metro Detroit area, tax auctions, foreclosure auctions, bank auctions, all kinds of things like that. And, you know, Detroit, Ohio, similar. Your experience is similar. Although I would say, like, our rivers are not on fire in Detroit. Uh, you know, maybe it's more the properties, right? The properties are on fire. But um, thankfully, not as yeah. much anymore. But, you know, I had a similar experience, right? Buying properties from auction. And I think that it's very important for everybody watching this to understand that when you're buying property, you have principles, right? And your principles need to stay in front of the mind because sometimes we get excited, right? It's like buying a car on eBay or buying a watch, right? Buying a watch on an auction site. Sometimes at auctions, investors will actually pay more money than they would on the open market. So it's very important to stick to your principles. I'd like to talk some other auction stories or, or investing stories in general. Can you maybe hit us with some of your, your gems of wisdom or some, some interesting or cool or out-of-the-box stories that you've had investing? Yes. So my biggest secret is where I find most of my deals is where no one else is looking. Mm. 
Yep. So everybody goes on Crexy, LoopNet, all the big commercial uh, real estate websites. I will find the small hometown realtor that only posts their deals on their website. There you go. And I bookmark them and I check them every day all over the country, right? So there's a ton of these residential realtors that when they get a commercial deal, they don't have a lot of exposure on marketing commercial deals, especially to commercial buyers. So they post it on the residential MLS. Yep. They post it on their own website. And that's where I find a good majority of my deals. And similar to that, small auction houses. You know, there's giant auction companies that are nationwide that sell commercial real estate. Well, every state has dozens, if not hundreds, of small auction houses, yep. mom and pop auction houses. And man, we've gotten some great deals from there because they're just not marketed very well. And many people don't know about them. And you might have a dozen people show up to buy four buildings. Yeah, so absolutely. look where no one else is looking. That's some great advice. Look where no one else is looking. I mean, one man or woman's trash is another man or woman's treasure. And oftentimes, those properties that have the quote-unquote problems or the hair on the deal or just that don't have the exposure are the real home runs. And speaking of bookmarking sites, I hope you bookmark www.danontop.com because all my exclusive, the Lukowitz Group's exclusives, and a lot of other groups, exclusive properties are actually on our website. And you can get more information that way. Such great advice, Ash. I really appreciate it. What do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about you. How's Detroit going? Woo! Detroit's on fire. Thankfully, figuratively, more than literally these days, the market is 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 out of this world. And as a net lease investment sales broker, I actually sell all over the country. Um, in fact, I just got back from some pretty incredible real estate. This is actually in Michigan, but you're going to love this. And, and this is not... I was going to say it's not for public consumption, but who am I kidding? This is a television show. This is a streamcast. This is for public consumption because we're here to add value, right? Add value. Everything else follows. So I have an incredible listing. It's a $47 million resort listing. I was there yesterday and the day before. They gave me a boat for four hours. I was on the, the sugar sand beaches of Traverse City, Michigan, which is a bay. It's literally the topography is incredible. It's a 100% sugar sand bay that is in between peninsulas in Lake Michigan that go out into what looks like an ocean, but it's the Lake Michigan. It's a fresh water source, which from an investment perspective is very important, not only because it's a resource, but also because that water is likely not going to be affected by glaciers. It already was. Not going to be affected by global warming as much. And there's not really any inclement weather. So that's a deal in Michigan that I'm super excited about. 600 feet of sugar sand shoreline, as well as 90 feet of developable shoreline to build probably maybe eight villas, some garages, maybe some offices. I don't know. Reach out for more info, but it's it's, it's exciting. That was just yesterday. Um, nationwide, I'm working on some medical office buildings for a great tenant called Mercy One, largest healthcare system in Iowa, working on a lot of fast food deals all over the country. Um, dollar stores, got a Dollar General developer. We're selling one right now, as literally as we speak. Um, some some like maybe more value add, like you talked hair on the deal, family dollars, and, and other, you know, uh, MMA gyms and, and liquor stores. And then we've got some very exciting shopping centers coming up. So, you know, I'll just tell you this. If you're if you're a good person, a good guy or gal, and you want to work in the industry, please reach out to me as well. Because the one thing that is, is most difficult right now is finding great brokers who can help us because we're growing so fast. But, you know, there's a lot going on nationwide, worldwide, and definitely here in Michigan, Ash. And Dan, do you focus primarily on net lease buildings? Good question. So as an investor... 
Uh, you know, so interesting question. So I'm a net lease investment sales broker, but that's just, you know, that's that's my title. That's a colloquialism. What I actually do is net lease, so single tenant net lease, right? We talked about that on your show, um, as well as multi-tenant and double net, as well as gross leases. So, um, and then now we're doing a lot of hospitality, uh, hiring a, a multifamily expert as well to to run some stuff for the Lukowitz Group. But you know, it, it kind of all branched out in the commercial space from my involvement in net lease. As an investor by background, I invest in things like multifamily. I did a lot of single family and multifamily purchase, renovation, resale, syndication, and then I, I mean. You know, I, I love investing so much. You know, right now my favorite invest, investment vehicle—I don't know if I should say this—but my favorite investment vehicle is a 1994 Dodge Viper Roadster or a 1996 Dodge Viper GTS. Um, I also am very interested in, in cryptocurrencies, in bullion, gold, silver, in land, um, in small businesses. There's a lot of opportunities as an investor today. All right, so I want to dive into that a little bit. When you look at returns, obviously the triple net net lease are the lowest returns typically of double net gross. You're shaking your head. So preach to me. Tell me. Well, I thought you were going to go the route and maybe it was a preemptive, premature head shake. I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. But maybe what I thought you were going to say is that the net lease, maybe the cap rates are lower than the multifamily, which in, in today's you know today's environment, they're not in many cases. No. But regarding what you're saying about net lease being lower cap rates than the gross leases or double net, it really depends on the location, the demographics, the traffic counts, the lease terms, who the tenant is, who the guarantor is. So let me just think of what I got in inventory. I might have a triple net deal that's a six and a half cap or a seven cap, right? But it might be, um, let's say, a shorter term, small franchisee Wendy's, right? Whereas I might have a double net FedEx ground, right? Which is in the low five caps, right? Or a double net Walgreens in the mid fives, because maybe it's a better tenant. It's not a franchisee. It's a corporate guarantee. It's better real estate, better market, better demos, all that stuff. So not necessarily is that second assumption true. Now, what about gross leases? Value-add gross leases. That's my bread and butter, right? That's where okay. I make the most okay. returns on. I like that. And I think when I think gross lease, you know, there's different types of gross lease. There's maybe a, a modified gross or a traditional gross. And I look at anything in a shopping center that could potentially have more than just roof structure, common area maintenance. That's potentially a gross lease. I actually have a single tenant gross lease deal in Jonesboro, Arkansas, going under contract. That's refresh management, 190 locations, great tenant, uh, great building across the street from a college. Um, and that's a gross lease, even though it's single tenant, because taxes, insurance, oh gosh, I'd have, uh, my, my client's going to kill me. And I'm sure he's watching because he came from this show. But, but taxes, insurance, um, roof, and structure I believe are paid for by the tenant, which is a little bit uncommon. So we would call that maybe a modified gross lease, even though it's single tenant. So there's a lot of blending in this industry. You know, you touched on multifamily earlier, and I try so hard to convince a lot of these residential multifamily guys to look at commercial. And it's amazing. It's a mental barrier that they it is. have. It and is. The, yeah, the more I post some of the deals that I do, they're like, man, I got, I, I got to get into this. I got to get into this. They're getting single-digit returns in residential, which is <laughs> to me a waste of time, right? Waste Everyone of time, waste of money. From, yeah, people graduate from the single family to the duplexes, the quads, small apartments, and then partner up and get big multifamilies. But they're buying these now at like four, four and a half caps, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah, I mean, none of this makes sense as an investment. 
if they had just looked at some commercial buildings and, you know, for the smaller investor, Dan, a lot of them like, ah, I don't have the money. Well, look, you could buy a mixed use building for the same price as a single family house, no matter where you are. And now you have the comfort of a couple apartments yeah. above your Diversity. storefront. Yeah. And even if the storefront's vacant, the apartments usually cover your nut on your mortgage and taxes and insurance. So whatever you make off that commercial tenant is just pure profit. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I really encourage people to look at commercial. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I love how you're not even willing to call multifamily commercial. I love that. No, and I kind of, I kind of have me, a similar mentality, right? It, it, it isn't in the in, in the same sense. And there's, there's so many other reasons that we can enumerate. I'll tell you something. You said something really valuable at the beginning. You said a lot of valuable things. And if anybody wants more value, reach out to me. Reach out to Ash. This guy's incredible. I mean, talk about a host. Talk about a show. I was on the Joe Fairless show, and, and I'm telling you, first of all, they told me to be months till it came out, and it probably should have been, but they're they're awesome guys. Came out pretty quickly for me, and I had incredible response from people a lot of business this is a good guy right here this is a guy that we get along because he wants to provide value and everything else follows from there i feel the same way so let's provide some value to each other right now if other people aren't interested in doing these deals that's fine hopefully we'll rub off on them but i want to do a deal with you right now okay you don't have to tell me all the details but tell me how i can add value to you so that we can both do deals together you personally how are you going to add value to me yes Let's find deals. Um, and not only for me, if the deal doesn't have enough meat on the bone for me, I've got plenty of other guys who've got 1031 money looking just to park money in okay. commercial triple nets. Um, but for me, my minimum return is 25, 30% cash on cash. That is and incredible. That, That's awesome. Yeah, but you're not, you're not going to get that on the typical net lease deals, no. right? You no. have to find those unicorns. Some value add, baby. Let's add some value. Yeah. And again, so a lot of these, I can get the 30% right at closing. That's awesome. And there's, there's upside beyond that. But it takes thousands of deals to look through to find that one. Well, listen, brother, let's look through thousands of deals together. Let's find that one and find another one and another one and another one. Speaking of another one, this has been another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. Reach out, Dan, at danontop.com. Go to our website, www.danontop.com. Ash, how do people get in touch with you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. My email address is Ash, A-S-H, B's and boy, Patel, P-A-T-E-L, at gmail.com. Excellent. One last question. Yes. Do you like to dance? Uh, I did when I was single. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to pretend you're single right now. I won't tell your wife, but I'm going to show the world. Put your hands up, baby. Let's roll it out. We got the outro music here. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, Senior Director of the Lukowitz Group. We have Ash Patel from Joe Fairless, investor himself. This guy's incredible. Reach out to him. If there's anything I could do, always reach out. I'm here to add value, and so is he. Ash Patel, thank you so much for joining us on another great episode of this incredible show. Cool.